Welcome to Simple Kicking, the show by special teams for special teams. Simple Kicking provides football's latest special teams news, insights, and interviews with kickers, coaches, recruiters, and agents to give players the best chance of success on their career path. And now, your host, former Division I kicker for LSU and Rice University, James Harrison. Talk about Big Game USA. Big Game manufactures most of the footballs that you as a high school or college kicker likely have kicked in a game and that's because they are the best they are kicker friendly and for 10 percent off your order go to big game usa scroll to the bottom of the page and type kicker footballs insert the promo code simple kick 2022 again simple kick 2022 for 10 percent off your kicking football order i said okay we'll see. Never better. And he just said that look, and we needed every kick in overtime from him coming off his only miss of the year to win that game. And that's when I knew he completely grew up. And uh, he's been money. But uh, I think it's a mindset that I'm an athlete. Um, I'm a football player. I'm not just a specialist. And, and when you bring that mindset with you every day, I think you become a better teammate. You become more immersed in the entire program so often we talk about what it takes to get a college scholarship but not always do we spend the time to talk about what it looks like to become the best kicker in college so if you're a high school kicker who wants to go pro you want to get a college scholarship but then once you get there what does that look like what does it feel like to work hard on this episode we have a roundtable with two of college football's finest special teams coordinators. Lee, hit the theme. Welcome to Simple Kicking with your host, James Harrison. Welcome to the Simple Kicking Show. We are in Charlotte, North Carolina at the AFCA convention. It is the 9th of January in the year of our Lord, 2023. Guys, where's time coming? Where's it going? Oh, I was just going to say, I feel like I'm getting old, but uh, um, maybe that's just because the season just ended and I need to wind down a little bit. I need to reboot my leg just like a lot of these kickers need a little bit of rest and uh, get themselves back on track. I can agree with them more. You know, it's a, it's a stressful season, as we all know, in this profession and also dealing with special teams. So it's kind of nice to get back down here and see some friends and talk some ball and get to do this as well and as coach said reboot and uh, the season's already started so uh, we're off to the next one and that's what we're going to do on this episode of the special teams roundtable is debrief on the season talk about some things that you guys learned this season and over the course of your careers what makes really good kickers tick and what you're looking for for young kickers and then some stories will come out of it. So this is the special team show. I have Pete Limbo, the special teams coordinator at South Carolina, and Todd Goble at North Carolina State. He's also the special teams coordinator. So let's go ahead and get into this, man. Um, like we were talking about earlier, we, uh, we jumped into some, like, trivia, you know. And I think you brought up a good point there, which is how do you kind of reset in the offseason? And there's a lot of young kids right now that are already, like, in full-blown season mode. You know, a bunch of high school kickers that are kicking a bunch. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, I turn on my phone in the morning and there'll be two or three text messages from kickers and punters, snappers even, 
that are showing me workouts they're doing right now. And my answer usually is that's great, but make sure you're getting your rest. You know, one of the things that I've basically required our players to do at South Carolina, because we just finished a bowl uh, the day before um, New Year's Eve, is to take a few weeks to wind down and let your body recover um, and now get into our off-season program. Uh, we have a mutual friend who's our strength and conditioning coach, Luke Day, at South Carolina, that, that coach knows well, and uh, he does a great job with our guys. And, and our players, our specialists, will go through the same strength and conditioning off-season program that the rest of our guys do. Now, it may be lighter weights and a little bit more flexibility, but I want them to be around their teammates, to be immersed in everything that our team is doing, and to get away from kicking and punting a little bit. There's plenty of time to get back into the swing of things before spring ball starts in March. So these kickers are football players, and that's what we were talking to earlier, uh, Coach Goble. Yeah, they are, um, and I think that's the first and foremost. You better treat them that way. Um, you know, as you're as you're getting into the off season, you know, I agree completely with Coach. We take the same approach: is is rest over extra work. Um, you want the young men to be workaholics and have that grind to them and mentality, but it's also it's your job as a coach and and as a program to set the standard of, you know, quality over quantity. And um, whether it's a pitch count in baseball, I've taken a lot from. Uh, our baseball coach and just those things as far as the mental approach um, because pitchers and kickers are very similar uh, in their off-season work and every pitcher wants to get on the mound and show that 90 mile an hour fastball and every specialist wants to get out there and show that 60 60 yard uh, field goal Um, but there's a lot to be said from the rest aspect of things Um, just the air swings or, or, or light taps and really part part hole I think sometimes they go to the hole and they want to put the videos out there, and I get the kind of the same thing Coach does. You turn on your phone in the morning, and every kicker is showing a 50-yard field goal. And I'm going to tell you right now, that's probably the last thing I want to look at. I don't want to look at a 50-yard field goal. I'd rather see your intermediate kicks. I want to see your base fundamentals, uh, and then we'll get into leg talent as we move on. But uh, same approach. Um, excited for our guys to get started again in the weight lifting. But I do think it's really, really important, like Coach Limbo said, to, to immerse them as football players. Yeah. Um, I, will, I, do, I usually, I can't say I always, but I usually don't use the word kicker or punter or long snapper. I use specialist and football player. And I think it's more of a mindset. You're a football player with a special skill, and that's how we're going to treat you, just like a quarterback. This is uh, Chris Dunn's 2022 season. And you told me that this guy, uh, you compared him to a certain player. Kind of walk me through what that was yeah I mean the, the greatest um, I guess strength of Chris Dunn is his intermediate kicks you know inside of 40 if you look at through his career um, you know he stretched himself uh, as he matured and got stronger and those things to to be a more efficient 50 plus yarder um, but where he made his hay and where he you know he is the all-time leading kicker in NCAA history <laughs> now uh, and a lot of it has to do with he was outstanding from 40 in yeah. and um, you know as a coach as an offensive coach that I am you know, if you can get to that 43 and in range and know you're guaranteed three points, you feel real comfortable. Uh, and that's what he did his entire career. I mean, to go 28 for 29 uh, in a season um, is outstanding. And uh, his last year, he made a lot of changes in the offseason. Uh, coming from his, I, I don't even know if it's junior year, senior year, COVID year, uh, but to his last year, 
Uh, and a lot of it was he was a, he kicked a ton throughout his career, a ton. And uh, the one thing him and I talked about and we really sat down was putting him on a pitch count. Uh, he is a perfectionist. And if the ball didn't, it, it's one thing to go through the uprights, but with Chris, if it didn't go through the, the perfect spot of the upright, I, needed, I need to kick two more. I need to kick two more. And we finally got him convinced that it's, hey, man, it's okay to just walk away. You know, you made it. It's okay. And so he went on a pitch count. Uh, and for the first time in his career, he actually was stronger at the end of the season instead of trying to make it through a season. And a lot of it was based on his being disciplined, pitch count, how many kicks he does, how many live kicks he does. And he really disciplined himself that. And his nutrition off the field really helped him in his to final year. Well, you can see on the bottom of that, on the notes, he's, he's ranked number one overall on those mid-range kicks. Coach Limbo, what do you think about uh, this pitch count idea throughout the season? Oh, I think it's awesome. And going back to this time of year and, and the offseason, uh, I think about a similar guy, Parker White, who's South Carolina's all-time leading scorer. And Parker had never hit a kick longer than 49 until his fifth year which was two years ago and I think a big thing that helped him get from some of those mid-range kicks to starting to hit some longer kicks was that he had never really gone through a full off-season weight training that eight or nine week program that the rest of the team goes through like the rest of the team goes through it until that final year and, and we've got a, a fabulous strength coach at South Carolina who's a mutual friend of, of both of ours and uh, um, he he puts those specialists right in there with everybody else and you, you know you're never too old to improve your body from head to toe and Parker came out for spring ball and all of a sudden those kicks that maybe he had to strain a little bit more to get the range for he could now take the same swing um, that he would on, on the mid-range kicks and and the following season, you know, he hit multiple 50-plus uh, yarders um, that all of a sudden now, uh, when the NFL scouts were coming through, he really improved his status with them because he was able to show that he was not only a very consistent mid-range kicker, but also had the leg to hit some 50-plus yarders. And I really think it was that off-season program that did a lot for him. Well, to kind of shed light on that, Coach, Parker White, there's been 800 kickers that have touched a ball since 2018 in college football. And according to a model I, cr I developed, he ranks number 16 overall. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, pretty, uh, that's pretty high. And, of course, with what Chris Dunn did here at, at North Carolina State this past year, he won the Lou Groza, and he r was ranked the most improved kicker from 2021. 20, uh, so you're talking about these little things that have nothing to do with technique, but everything to do with how you approach the game. And you guys have been around really good NFL kickers. Coach Goble, you talked about uh, Nugent while you are at Ohio State. Coach Limbo, you've been around Jack Fox while you were at Rice. You've been around uh, Trenton Gill, who was drafted by the Chicago Bears last year. Let's talk about like what those guys have in common because you guys have been around this game for a lot longer than some of these kids that we're, we're recruiting have been alive. The, the one I tell everybody, the common denominator is there's a lot of boring work done that no one knows. <laughs> um, and it, we do. We joke about it, but it, it's, it's the alone time. And yeah. the three best I've ever seen 
and when it, when no one was looking, no one cared. It wasn't field work. It wasn't, you know, hey, coach, I'm going out to kick. You'd walk down at nine o'clock at night in our turf room, and there sat Trent Gill, hundred jugs, just catching mold, catching mold, catching mold, catching mold. Chris Dunn taps. No one's looking, doing extra yoga work when they don't know. Like they're the nutrition part, going to meet with our nutritionist three times a week. Chris Dunn this year. So there's so many things that they do in the dark. Mike Nugent, the best thing I always thought about Nugent is he was a football player. You know, the big thing with him is, hey, when the defense needed the rabbit for the pursuit drill, he would go over and do that. Yeah. So they're just, there's so many things they do behind the scenes that no one sees, and they enjoy doing it. And I think that just makes them better at what they're what they're special at. So they're enjoying having, they enjoy the hard work. Is that what you've seen too, Coach Limbo? Absolutely. And the great ones uh, enjoy watching film. Uh, Jack Fox was awesome. You know, we'd, we'd watch different special teams cut-ups together and, and specialty kicks and punts and different things. And, and his mindset was, absolutely, let's go out there and try this. Let's see if it works. I think I can do this. Uh, you know, present an idea to him for some kind of situation that might come up in a game. And, and his answer was always very positive and, and even-keeled. And um, he, he just, as Coach said, he approached the game as a football player and not as a punter um, and, and took a lot of pride in, in being a well-rounded athlete and a student of the game. And all of those things are, are helping him very much at, at the next level. I mean, he's not only uh, an all-pro punter now, but he's a guy that Detroit's running all kinds of fake punts with and different <laughs> things. And he's, he's a great holder, and he's doing a great job with kickoffs. And, and so um, I think it's a mindset that I'm an athlete, um, I'm a football player, I'm not just a specialist. And, and when you bring that mindset with you every day – I think you become a better teammate. You become more immersed in the entire program. And some of these guys have great personalities. Uh, our, our punter, Kai Kroger, is one of our best leaders on our team. He's, he's, an, he's an awesome guy. He's the kind of guy, you know, 15 years from now, you're, you're going to want to meet him, you know, down the beach somewhere and have a few margaritas with him. You know, he's just he's intelligent. He's thoughtful. Um, and, and if you are isolating yourself and, and all you're doing is things off on your own all the time, your teammates aren't getting a chance to see the best of you. Coach mentioned about, you know, participating in practice in different ways. And when we have seven on seven, our, our snappers are the, the, the snapper, are the centers for those drills while maybe the kickers and punters are working on ball drills and different things. But we look for creative ways to immerse our guys in practice so that their personalities can, can shine through, that they can become better teammates, really be in the foxhole with, with the rest of their guys and continue to develop as well-rounded football players. Very interesting. I've asked Coach Limbo, special teams coordinator at South Carolina. We have Todd Goble. He's the special teams coordinator at North Carolina State. When Did you cross paths with, um, like, Riley Patterson? At yes. Like, who did you cross paths when you we were at Memphis? Yes, so uh, Riley was our kicker for two years and kicking for the Jaguars now. And uh, when I think about Jack Fox and Riley – uh, who would be the, the two guys that I had the pleasure to coach that are, are still playing at the next level. Uh, it's a difficult, difficult transition to make 
because of the longevity of these kickers and punters in the NFL, you could argue that might be the hardest thing to do is make an NFL roster as a kicker or a punter. So I go back to make the most of your college experience, right? And, and understand that if you do get a chance to kick at the next level, uh, it's going to be a journey and you may have to bounce around a little bit until you uh, find some solid footing somewhere. But make sure you're getting the most out of your four or five years of college. And I'm not just talking about the football experience, but, but your education and, and your networking. Um, you know, one thing about uh, our group of specialists at South Carolina that I'm very proud of is that they participate in a lot of community service. They participate in a lot of athletic department type events. Uh, whenever we have an opportunity to to meet alumni, um, they're a part of those things. They, they can see the big picture and they know that, yes, maybe I would like to kick beyond college, but football's going to end someday. But if I take advantage of all of these opportunities around me, if I'm aware, coach used the word awareness before we got, uh, before we started recording. And I think it's so key that, you know, don't go through your four years of college with blinders on and just study and just play football. But whether you're in big time power five football or right down to division three, like I played, there's so many great opportunities out there that you can take advantage of because you're a part of the team um, that are going to set you up for success whenever football does end. And I, I you know, the, the big thing, and Coach just said it, I, I, there's a common theme with good specialists and good off the field. And everything Coach Limbo just said, it was like deja vu for me with our group. Um, whether it's community service, I mean, Joe Shimko, our long snapper, went up and raised six figures uh, for a project and gave donated $25,000. That's a college kid donating that type of money. $25,000. Yeah. I mean, raised it on his own. No help. Uh, Trent Gill built a playground his last year, built a playground for a kid. And there just seems to be a common theme that specialists have to be leaders. I know that's kind of with, you know, that's within your, you know, within your program. But I think there's got to be a little bit more. Um, again, you, you got you're kind of on your own a little bit as a specialist, but I think within your program you got to create that the, their importance, and then they got to bring out their importance in them. And a lot of it has to do with how are you respected. Well, if you're building playgrounds and donating money and doing all these community services, and then going out and competing, and then of course you know delivering on Saturday, to have well-rounded specialists that are leaders, that are competitors, that are great teammates, that are involved in everything that the football team does. I really do. It's kind of karma, you know, of all of a sudden now on the field, it all comes together for you. So there's a kind of common theme between the two programs that these specialists are different. They're built different. They're wired different, um, but off the field and on the field, not just at what they're good at. And that's kicking, punting or long snapping. Yeah, the input. We're talking about a bunch of inputs here and the output that I'm hearing is like cohesiveness with the team, but then also consistent performance. You can't just be this robot. You can't just be this specialized kicker. You guys are talking about well-rounded student athletes and solid human beings. Like, that's what you guys have been around with these elite top performers. Again, Coach Goble, special teams coordinator at North Carolina State, has, has coached two, not just one, Lou Groza Award winners. Mike Nugent, while he was at Ohio State, and this past year, Lou Groza Award winner, Christopher Dunn. 
Coach Limbo has coached Riley Patterson at Memphis. He is the kicker for the Jacksonville Jaguars this year, which, by the way, they didn't have a kicker last year. They needed one, and he did very well. I mean, he beat the Cowboys, I think, in Week 15. You've had Jack Fox, all-pro, highest-paid punter in the NFL, right? These, If there's anybody to listen to, it's these two gentlemen that we have here on the roundtable right now. Well, it's uh, you, you mentioned it, not being robotic, you know, we're, I, I, the the common theme here is the the well-roundedness, um, you know, the worldliness, um, and and being a good guy, and not being a robot, but not being high maintenance either, right? And and you know, immersing yourself in everything um, relative to your team and your athletic department and your university. Um, and, and if you do that, you're going to make people around you better. You're going to make yourself better. And as Coach said, I, I think the confidence and the consistency uh, when it comes to actually having to go out there and, and hit a high-pressure kick, uh, you, you mentioned inputs, right? The more you put in, um, the more you're going to get out of it. Y'all, y'all have played in some big games, nationally televised games. Do, do any, like, big kicks or pressure moments where – the head coach is asking you for your input. Hey, what should we do here? It's a third down or fourth down's coming up. Does does anything kind of come to mind that you know st- seems like an outstanding? And y'all have had a long career, so I don't want to put anybody on the spot. But anything come to mind where this is has manifested in, in a crunch time moment or a memorable experience? I got two, um, two that just stick out. And the first one got me my first Division One job. He didn't know he did it at the time, <laughs> but uh, it was Ohio State versus Marshall. Uh-huh. And uh, Nugent had to hit a 53-yarder to win it. And we, we were at we we're at the shoe, and I'm in the press box. And what and, were you coaching there at the time? Uh, I was a quality control. Okay, we'll call it in charge of specialists. Yeah, <laughs> um, and uh, and defensive GA at uh-huh. the time. And uh, we're I'm in the press box, and uh, they always say you can kind of see it and hear it. Mm-hmm. Well, if you've ever been to the shoe, that press box is pretty loud. <laughs> and for whatever reason, he walked out there. And as soon as the ball got hit, I go, that's good, guys. And it was. And we ended up winning the game. And then uh, actually the next year, ironically, I got the job at Marshall. I went down with the defensive coordinator. And then my second one, and this is the most proud I was of Chris Dunn in his entire career, is Chris has had a really, really special career. Just but understand this as a specialist. That's as good as you can get in regards to stats with Chris Dunn. But he's had his up and downs, just like every specialist will. And he's handled it like a champ. And the best moment this year was he had been perfect all year long. And we were playing that, that team in North Carolina that wears blue. And um, he missed his first kick. Uh-huh. And well, Windy. Played. It was a windy game, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, he hadn't, he hadn't missed one. I mean, you're talking about going through 22 and never <laughs> missed. And, um, you know, yeah. and he had some adversity the year before with some misses and was critiqued, and like we all do. And uh, I looked at him and – he looked at a couple guys and asked Coach White, which is our quality control. I said, is he good? He goes, he's never better. I said, okay. He's we'll never better. Never better. And he just had that look. And we needed every kick in overtime from him coming off his only miss of the year to win that game. And that's when I knew he completely grew up. And uh, he's been money, but uh, he's ready for any big-time bright light kick now. You think he'll be an NFL guy? You think he, he has des- a shot? He deserves to be. Hmm. For me, I would have to say it was Riley Patterson hitting a, a bowl record 
number of field goals in the Cotton Bowl in 2019. Yes, I believe it was State. six field goals yes. against Penn State, and a, and a couple of them were in the 50 range, 50-plus 50 range. And to go out there yes. for a New Year's Six Bowl with that kind of pressure uh, and as loud as it was in, in Jerry World yes. uh, in the biggest game that the University of Memphis has ever played, um, and to have that kind of performance uh, was really incredible. And the amazing thing about yes. it was the week of practice there, um, as, as fate would have it, he's walking off the field uh, that Wednesday practice, and there's where the turf goes into the locker room. There's uh, some kind of synthetic floor, mm-hmm. and, he, and he basically rolled his ankle. And so for the last 48 hours before that game, he was living in the training room. We weren't even sure he was going to play. Um, no and, 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 you know, you're getting ready for the biggest game in, in school history, arguably, and uh, your kicker rolls his ankle uh, walking off the field, going, going from practice to uh, uh. he was supposed to do a little press conference with a group of guys after, after practice, and now you're in full panic mode. Um, but, but Riley was very diligent in everything he did, very focused, very diligent, and just uh, did everything he could. Um, but we all know some specialists that, you know, feel like they need to be 100% to do their job. And I think that's another added oh, value yes, when, great point. When, you, when you have a guy yes. that can perform well at 90%. Yes. And, and, and so we've talked a lot here about – how these guys are football players, right? And a, and a really good football player, a guy you want on your team, is a guy who can play well and be successful even though his body's not perfect. Right. And, uh, and Riley was a great example of that in the Cotton Bowl. Coach, I'm glad you brought that up. And uh, I hope everyone listens to that piece that Coach has said. You're never going to be 100%. <laughs> um, yeah. No. Crazy as it sounds, Chris Dunn's season about ended before it got started this year, ironically enough. No and way. It, and it was my fault. So I'll just take the blame. You'll take it. So we're against UConn, and uh, we're up, and we felt pretty good. And my in my head, I wanted to get a field goal fake on tape to relieve some pressure for the rest of the year. So we faked it. It didn't work. Chris got tackled. Oh, God. And got tackled on his hip. He spent four days straight not kicking anything in the training room. We didn't think we were going to have him for at least two weeks. Well, he didn't miss a game. He didn't miss a kick. And just like Coach said, the kid's a football player. He understands the importance of what he was to his teammates and found a way to get back. And the rest is history. But that, we, that was a situation that got a little, got a little nerve-wracking for myself and the rest of the team. Yep. But he was a football player. That's the off-season training by our strength and conditioning staff. That's his mindset. That's the way we approach things. Yeah. Got him to say, you know what? I'm not feeling great, but I'm going to do everything I can. And when it's time, I got to go make a kick. And he did. And he did it, like you said, throughout the season as conditions get colder, your body wears down, school gets harder, right? It, it's all cumulative. And it sounds, you know, to round this thing off, at least for this first segment, it's what you guys are talking about consistency and cohesiveness come from having an ability to have pitch count discipline hard work and then things that happen in the dark that we really can't talk about here because we don't know what it is we just know that there are people these elite kickers and performers that y'all have been around are committed to their own process that works for them well this was really fun guys 
appreciate the invite. Yeah, it was it was great uh, just chatting in a, in a casual way about all this, and and I know we're both fortunate and grateful to have been around some tremendous student athletes uh, while we've been doing this special team stuff. Well, y'all made a great impact on the game. You know, I think of my special teams coordinator, Thomas McGahee, who's been retained through three different staffs at the New York Giants. You guys have a crucial gig and a major part of the success of really good teams. Well, a lot of it comes to the head coach you're working for. And I got to give a lot of credit to Coach Dorn. Um, is that right? Absolutely. Like if that. that this, is, this is not if, just like no, PR. No, like this is not a political. It's not. I think any special teams coordinator. Okay. Um, you can be as good as well. One, you better have players that buy in. You know, it's not you. That's for darn sure. It's the culture that which is built, and it comes from the top down. And the guy I work for has allowed me to be me. Uh, has made it a importance uh, within the program. And then credit to the great kids I get to coach because I've been places where that's not the case. And they've bought in, and, and we've had a lot of fun doing it. And it starts from the top down, and I know Coach is in the same boat. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I'd like to think those years I was a head coach that I supported my special teams guys and our specialists the same way. And now that I'm, I'm doing this as an assistant coach, uh, man, you really do appreciate uh, whether the head coach is is well versed in it or or not, um, the support of it, the the time commitment, um, how it ties into the the bigger culture and philosophy of the program is just so critical. And when you look at the best special teams units across the country, I think that's the one thing they have in common. They may be doing different stuff schematically, but the thing they have in common is is that commitment and how it ties into the bigger picture of right. what they're doing as a program. Well, having these two guys, if you're a young guy or you're a parent or even if you're a scout or whoever you are out there as an NFL fan listening to this roundtable, you're talking about two guys that really bring a lot to special teams, and that's why you see how much they get out of it. And you two guys are leaders in the space because of performance, but then also because what you guys do at AFCA. I mean, Coach Limbo, you're – you're on the panels out there, you know, sharing what you do well. And you've got lots of guys and great analysts that have worked underneath you. Same thing with you, Coach Goebel. So if you're a young kid out there and you're looking to play at these two schools, I can tell you I have talked to almost every single one of these guys in this industry. In fact, I talked to one guy yesterday. I won't even say who, what his name was, but he said, our head coach does not value special teams, period. He just doesn't. And it was funny because, like you just said, their, their kicker actually, they're like, yeah, he's – you know, in the transfer portal, and now we got to go find someone else. And you just hear this revolving door of kickers and special teams over there. And that's not what you guys, that's not what you guys have experienced. It's not the culture. It's not the head coach that you guys work for. So if y'all are looking for a program, these are two programs that you will be developed because you guys don't just recruit kickers. You guys develop them. There's consistency. There's a process and there's a system. And for the last 25 minutes, if you haven't picked that up, then go ahead and rewind and restart this thing, right? And I think that's what, why I really wanted to have both you guys on here is, is to share that. So I, re I really, really appreciate it. And if there's anything we haven't talked about, you know, let's, uh, let's either do it again or um, feel free to br bring up whatever you'd like to bring up as we close this thing out. Well, I'm ready for 2.0. This, uh, yeah. this was a lot of fun. So uh, hope we get a chance to do it again soon. No doubt about it. I have a lot of respect for Coach and – you know, it's just like anything, you, you kind of respect from afar and then you get to know and it just becomes a little bit better. And uh, it's an exciting time. I mean, special teams has been, special teams has been overlooked for a while. 
and I think it's starting to come to the forefront. You know, what was kind of cool is watching one of our uh, uh, alumni yesterday take two back in one game, and that's Naeem Hines for the Buffalo Bills. So that was, he's an NC State. Is he, he one of your guys? He, well, no, I cannot claim him. He actually had left before I got there, okay. but I would have been really, really excited to have him back on kickoff return. He's a, he's a special human being. He, he comes back quite a bit. Uh, he's always in the weight room and those things. Uh, great young man. And uh, we, we were kind of back-to-back. We had him, and then uh, when I got there, uh, Bam Knight, which is now the starting tailback for the New York Jets. Uh, so, again, put good players in good positions. You become a good coach. Let's not, let's not fool ourselves. So that was Todd Goebel, special teams coordinator at North Carolina State. If people want to follow you, are you on all the social media and all that, they can find you? Or y- Yes, sir, at Coach Goebel. Okay, and that's G-O-E-B-B-E-L. Yes. Okay. And then Coach Limbo, where can people follow you on social media? Probably Twitter's the easiest thing. It's okay. just Pete underscore Lembo, L-E-M-B-O. Perfect. And uh, look forward to keeping in touch. Man, well, this was fun. This is uh, the Special Teams Roundtable here at the uh, 2023 AFCA convention. Appreciate both of you guys coming on. Like I said, what you guys have done in the game is awesome, and what we do here is, is elevate the game. And, and I think that's exactly what we did over the last uh, half hour or so. So uh, thank you guys for joining, and uh, enjoy the – um, the rest of your time here and in the off season. And, uh, we'll try to do this again.